Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is December 29th, and our reading comes from Revelation chapter 20. Now, one of the things I want to do today is just to overview the big moments in my view anyway, of end times or eschatology. Here it is. First, and the next thing to happen is the rapture of the church. So at any moment, hopefully today, Jesus will call the church home. We will be raptured out of the earth. That will mark the beginning of the tribulation period. The tribulation is a seven-year period of judgment on the world. We've been reading about that the last few days. That's when we experience, or the people on earth experience, the seal, the trumpet, and the bowl judgments. During that tribulation period, you have the rise of the Antichrist. Most people believe he will be a political military leader who will usher in a peace agreement between Israel and the Muslim nations. Halfway through the tribulation, at the three-and-a-half-year mark, he will declare himself to be God. He'll have a false prophet. There'll be an image set up to honor him that everybody will be required to worship and to bow down to. And you'll have to take the mark of the beast, or you won't be able to buy and sell. Then at the end of the tribulation period, we have the second coming of Christ, the defeat of the Antichrist, and the wedding supper of the Lamb. Satan is bound. He's bound for a thousand years. And for a thousand years, Jesus reigns on the earth. Then Satan is released. He deceives the nations. There's a final battle and a final judgment. And then a new heaven and a new earth. So today we're in Revelation chapter 20, and we're going to see a little bit of this beginning in verse one. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven with the key to the bottomless pit and a heavy chain in his hand. And he seized the dragon, that old serpent, who is the devil, Satan, and bound him in chains for a thousand years. So while Jesus is reigning on the earth during the millennium, Satan is bound. The angel threw him into the bottomless pit which is then shut and locked so Satan could not deceive the nations anymore until the thousand years were finished. Afterward, he must be released for a little while. Then I saw thrones, and the people sitting on them had been given the authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus and for proclaiming the word of God. So in the millennium, the martyrs will rule and have some role of judgment on the earth. They did not worship the beast or his statue. They did not accept his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they all came to life again. And they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. This is the first resurrection. The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years had ended. Now, there's some debate about whether or not that means during the millennium, only martyrs will actually be on the earth 
reigning with Christ. The rest of us will be in heaven waiting for the end of the millennium. But there are other places that clearly indicate we will be here during his millennial reign. So I don't think that's what it means. But I do think these martyrs have a special place of honor and special responsibility and judgment during the millennial reign because they gave their life worshiping Jesus and refusing to worship the beast. Verse 7, when the thousand years come to an end, Satan will be let out of his prison and he'll go about deceiving the nations called Gog and Magog from every corner of the earth. And he'll gather them together for a battle, a mighty army as numberless as sand along the seashore. And I saw them as they went up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded God's people and the beloved city. But fire from heaven came down on the attacking armies and consumed them. Then the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet, and there will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So Satan, the false prophet, and the Antichrist are thrown into hell. And then I saw a great white throne. And one sitting on it, the earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. So this is the ultimate judgment. Verse 12, I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne, and the books were open, including the book of life. So one day we will stand before God and all give an account for our life. There is a book of works and there is a book of of life, and the dead were judged according to what they had done, as recorded in the books. Verse 13 The sea gave up its death, and death and the grave gave up their dead, and all were judged according to their deeds. Then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. So death is finished. This lake of fire is the second death, and anyone whose name is not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake. Of fire. So when we stand before God, there will be a book that has everything we've ever done, all of our deeds. And then there's a book of life where if we've placed our faith and trust in Jesus, our name is in that book. And our name in that book gives us entrance into heaven. It means that we're the children of God. It means we are redeemed and forgiven and washed clean by the blood of Jesus. And we have no fear of judgment. But if our name's not written in the Lamb's book of life, then the truth is, no matter how good we've been, we all fall short of the glory of God. And the penalty for sin is death. So what do we do? Well, we need to open our heart and trust in Jesus to receive him as your Savior and King, to receive his forgiveness and grace. And if you've never done that, man, do it today. In fact, let me lead you in a prayer to invite Jesus to be your Savior and King, to receive his forgiveness and grace so that we can be sure that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Let's pray. If you want to receive Jesus as your Savior, pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying to pay for my sin. Thank you for overcoming death in the grave victoriously so that I can live forever. Jesus, today I'm asking you to come into my life. I receive by faith your forgiveness and grace. I thank you for being my Savior and my King. Help me to follow you the rest of my days. And God, I thank you for writing my name in your book.
And God, for all of us who are followers of Jesus, help us to follow you every day for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, hope that encourages you. Thanks for being with me today. And remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.